Turn, if you would, to the 85th Psalm, please. While you are uh, turning there, I'll give you a very brief and easy outline of the sections in Psalm 85. The first three verses are a statement of the situation for the people in the psalm, and also their thanksgiving to the Lord. Verses 4 through 7 are the request of God's people to him. And verses 8 through the end are God's reply through the psalmist. Psalm 85. Lord, thou hast been favorable unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin. Selah. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us, O God of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But let them not turn again to folly. Surely his salvation is nigh to them that fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and shall set us in the way of his steps. Amen. Looking at the first three verses here, we have the statement of the situation for the people, and we have their thanksgiving to the Lord in it. Now, the psalm doesn't tell us who wrote it. We don't know the time frame of it. You could say any number of things. It could be written before the time of David in one of the times of oppression towards Israel. It could have been written by David in some of the times of difficulty in his life. It could have been written afterwards, after one of the captivities where Israel was taken away. It could be any of the above. It really doesn't matter. What we see, though, is people who have felt the anger of the Lord. They felt his justice and his judgment upon them because of their sin. Yet, he has shown kindness to them. We see from the very start, thou hast been favorable unto the land, thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. The Lord was kind to his people. So they have seen his wrath because of their sins, and now they are experiencing his forgiveness and his kindness. This is the mindset that they have going into it. They're thankful for God's goodness. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin. Thou hast taken away thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. God's been good. So, what then do they want from him? They are not asking for blessings on their lands or on their families, on their work, on their trade, or anything like that. They want more of his mercy on them. They want more of his truth and his righteousness toward them. It starts right away, turn us, O God of our salvation. Turn us. Lord, work in our hearts that we wouldn't do these iniquities anymore, that we turn away from it. We'd want no part in it. Yes. And cause thine anger toward us to cease. Though God gave forgiveness already, if you continue in sin, he will continue to be angry. 
And they could see that, and they didn't want that anymore. They wanted to be free from his anger. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Lord, are we going to keep experiencing this? Are we going to keep experiencing wrath and captivity? We don't want that. That's the mindset of God's, of a godly people who want the Lord with them. Wilt thou not revive us again? Again, they're looking to the Lord for their strength. Yes. They're not relying upon themselves to do what's right completely. They're looking for him to help them in their hearts, to give them strength, right. to give them what they need. Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. What a request. They've already been forgiven, but they want more. So how does the Lord respond to that kind of prayer? To someone who's not focused on, Lord, help our crops to work because we've been in captivity and we don't have what we need. We need food. They didn't ask for that. So the Lord rewards them with something even greater. Here's his response through the psalmist. I will hear what the Lord God will, sorry, what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace unto his people. Yes. And to his saints. Yes. But let them not turn again to folly. He will do his part. If you ask him for his spirit, for his mercy, for his help on you, if you ask him to turn your heart, he'll give you that. But then it's your job to continue. Don't turn again to folly. Surely, truly, honestly, completely, his salvation is nigh to them that fear him. Don't turn again to folly and fear him. Do what's right, and he will be with you. That salvation is nigh. The thing that they summed it all up with, which was, grant us thy salvation, he says, I'll give you that request, but fear me. That glory may dwell in our land. Why? It's glorious for God's people to have that salvation. He wants that shown. Verse 10 is beautiful. It gives us two parts of God's nature that both can be seen in our lives when we follow him properly. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. When the Lord is with you completely, when he is blessing your life, you will see both mercy, his kindness towards you, and truth. He will grant you the truth. He will grant you righteousness in your life. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Now, those things seem most of the time to be contradictory. God's righteousness doesn't give us peace because we're unholy. We're sinners. And peace puts away that justice. But no, in the Lord, together, when we're following him, we have both. We have the Lord's righteousness working for us. In fact, his righteousness is blessing us because he's righteous to forgive us our sins. He's righteous to bless his people when they're doing what's right. It's glorious to have this. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. God's goodness in truth and righteousness will be everywhere. It comes from everywhere around you if you seek him like this. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good. Now, he's already giving them what they're asking for. This is, this is very similar to the request that Solomon gave, that Solomon said, I want, I want knowledge. I want to know how to lead my people properly. And the God said, I'll give that to you. And guess what? I'll give you everything else too. Yes. Because they didn't ask for their land. They didn't ask for material blessings. They asked for the Lord. And our land shall yield her increase. God's going to give that anyway because you asked for the right thing. And to cap it all off, righteousness shall go before him. True, we know that righteousness is with God. And he will treat you righteously, as he's already said, and shall set us in the way of his steps. Again, he will give the strength to do what is right. 
He will give that mercy. He will give that blessing to you so that you will not anger him anymore. So you will not be called away to captivity again. Brethren, I would ask you, what is your attitude? Hopefully, we don't have to see the judgment of God first. Hopefully, we don't have to be punished in order to see this perspective. But what is your request of God? What do you look for? Is it solely your needs? He knows we have needs, and he's told us to ask for our needs. No denying that. But is this what you care about? Is this the true request of your heart? Yes. That he would show you his salvation. Right. That he would be with you and that he would turn you so you would no more sin against him. Brethren, if you look at the history of Israel, this really didn't come to pass. It happened for a generation or two in each case, and then it passed away. Yes. And as we're going to hear, we should be better. We should know better. Brethren, I'd ask, with this blessing, with the knowledge that we have, the greater knowledge than this psalmist ever had, how much more should we seek that same request? Should we ask for that salvation? Should we ask to be turned away from our sins? And should we follow with all our might? Brethren, we have so much. The penalty is far higher. But at the same time, we have promises that we can trust, whether it be here or in the New Testament. I ask, brethren, consider your request. Consider what you seek. Consider what you ask of the Lord. Ask for his salvation. Ask for his kindness upon you. Yes. Amen.